Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we play Call of Cthulhu, a horror role-playing game based upon the fantastical fiction of H.P. Lovecraft. Your investigators of the unknown are... Gabe, as Roy Arroyo in Declan McDonough's body. I'm getting really tired of being in this body because it doesn't have sports centers. Best quotes tattooed on its arms. And Matt, as Rocky Arroyo in Jack Whiteside's body. I really don't want to be on this boat anymore. That's too bad, because uh, it's going to be a while, I think. How are you guys doing this morning? We're here. Yeah? Are you drinking coffee, or...? Yep. Nope. I'm going dehydrated. So you're like one of those grapes that only becomes more bitter and more uh, appropriate for Pinot Noir. I woke up at like 9.56 and we had to get on at 10, so I didn't have time to drink water. Hydration is important, damn it. Nope. All right, let's fire up the resonator to check for any new letters from beyond. On Facebook, Jeremy B. says... I've gone through the entire pod over the last few months and want to add to the chorus of accolades you've received for creating such high-quality entertainment. Most recently, as my girlfriend was trying to read peacefully in bed, I started screaming, No! No! and burying my head under the pillow because of the seemingly imminent death of Jack Whiteside in the volcano race, which uh, regretfully scared the shit out of her. I can only imagine the melodrama she would have witnessed if Roy died. I wish I could see TV executives of old's faces if told that things like cat videos and listening to people play tabletop games were going to compete with big-budget productions for millennials' daily attention, but the love and fun you have with the show radiates from my speaker every episode in ways I almost never see on TV. I'm inspired to maybe record an original Call of Cthulhu adventure with my group and put it online. Thanks for the laughs and the journeys. Best wishes to you all. Aww. I mean, you, I'm I'm not against TV. You know, if they want to, if they want to come at me, and you know, maybe we could work something out. As, as long as there's a large number at the end of the check involved, I'm 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 all good for that. I, I don't know about you. I'll do it for a small number. Six? Will you do it for six? Six? Nope. Six drugs. I'll do it for five. Wow, that's a bargain right there. You hear that TV? This man is a bargain. Before we begin, we do need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. On the go, on the make, on the prowl, on the run, got the runs, want the runs? That's where Zeus comes in. Or out, if you catch my drift. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. New Zeus Cola keeps it clean and refreshing with no artificial flavors, colors, or poisonous additives. Nope. Our poisonous additives are all natural. Yep. And 9 out of 10 dentists recommend Zeus for that fresh tasting just had my checkup feeling of squeaky teeth. Maybe. Our not-so-secret ingredient is cocoa from cacao, harvested from the Amazon rainforest. Cacao! Cacao! Look up here! Whippoorwill! Our other super-secret ingredient is ground-up whippoorwill bones. This is what gives you the power of flight for 30 seconds after consuming 12 ounces of Zeus, but only if you say the magic words, Dagon be praised, beforehand, and flap your arms continuously. Warning, 30 seconds is a lot shorter than you think. Don't fly too high. HW Industries and Zeus Cola cannot be held responsible for hard landings as a result of flying too high. Remember Icarus? Ready for even more power? Try Zeus Extreme, the concentrated version of our regular cola, ramped up to rad. Slam a 64-ounce can and pop a vessel as the fabric of reality begins to shred and you're catapulted through the space-time continuum, never to be seen again. Zeus Extreme can only be purchased with cash and is available now at all your local mortuaries. And we're back! That was really funny 
and um, the guy who made that commercial is a genius. He should, he should get like an, an Oscar and an Emmy and a Tony for that. Like it was just that good. When I'm home alone in the dark, I often wonder where these wondrous products and or services come from. Is it a manifestation of the id blossoming forth from the overworked brain of some ad agency account executive who is so intent on getting that Lexus, they force their creativity through the sieve of capitalism, extracting the sweet, sweet nectar of originality upon which we suckle like mugwump juice? Or is it just a tiny kitten left in an abandoned Detroit automobile manufacturing plant, the floor of which has been covered with premium cat litter, while a series of hidden microphones records the mewling echoes, which are then translated into into retail propaganda. I doubt we'll ever find out for certain, mostly because we're too busy pulling our credit cards out of our wallets, our purses, our underwear drawers, eager to exchange our phantom money for the promise of transformative goods. It's the first one. Hashtag save the cat. Now, dear investigators, we continue. Chapter 9. Leapfrog. Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes. The Arroyo brothers continue to explore the rescue ship. Roy hits the jackpot in the captain's quarters, where he discovers a treasure trove of information, including the captain's personal journal, as well as a useful translation dictionary. Rocky hits snake eyes up on the bridge tower, where the radio room is in shambles. Out on the forecastle deck, however, dozens of shambling undead take notice of the intruder, and begin to give chase. Rocky, your hands are outstretched, gun pointing down the stairwell at the seven Zeds who slowly clamber over their fallen comrade toward you, the gleaming white of their bones protruding through the tattered, rotting holes in their sagging skin. The sound of rusty hinges echoes in the hallway of many hatches, and you feel your sanity beginning to slip. I'm going to need you to make a sanity roll, please. Ooh, what a way to start a night. Uh, I needed a 67. I rolled a 23. That's a hard success. Roy, you reread the entries of the captain's journal, unnerved by the progression of insanity. But surely there must be a clue here? Before you have a chance to really dig back into the text, you hear a gunshot in the hallway outside the cabin. And I'll immediately rush out the door to investigate. So you open up the hatch, and it creaks loudly, and you see Rocky standing right in front of the hatch with his back to you, and he's clearly pointing his gun down a, the stairwell that is directly across from the hatch. And you also see a handful of zombies clambering up slowly towards Rocky, and I will need you to make a sanity roll, please. There goes my plans. Oh yeah, 16. New 62. Hard success. You managed to keep hold of your senses as you witnessed this. And to Rocky's left, further down the hallway, you see more shadows and shapes approaching. And I'm going to turn back partially, uh, like stand sideways, you know, one hand on the gun, still pointing down the stairs and look back and see him there. And I'm going to kind of just keep firing. Oh, Roy, glad to see that you finally decided to join me. I'll pull him into the room and close the door behind us. You quite easily do grab him and pull him backwards and uh, slam the hatch shut. And of course, now you're in this master cabin with no means of exit 
and you start to hear banging on the hatch. What did you do? I didn't do anything. That's pretty hard to convince me, considering that you just had a freaking horde of zombies running after you. Well, the zombies were already here. It's not like I made them. I mean, if I wanted to do that, I'd have to go back and requisition a certain set of equipment. Wait a second. You can bring people back from the dead? Well, of course. You can't. No. I've been out here mourning people's deaths like a freaking idiot. And the banging becomes louder on the hatch. All right, Einstein, what do we do now? No, 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 don't change the subject. You know how to revive the dead, and you just kept this invo from me. I don't care about anyone else, but me specifically. There are certain things that, yes, we do have the capability to do, but we generally choose not to. You see, any kind of action you take has an equal and opposite reaction, and that applies in the world of magic as well. I don't care about reactions. As long as it benefits me and hurts someone else, that's fine. Except for the fact that if I were to say bring back one of your sacrificed children, it might end up killing another one. Nah, I don't care about him. I'm talking about Bugsy here. I mean, at this point, he's so far decomposed, he'd probably look no better than those things out there. Not to mention they're not always the same when they come back. There's a lot of things involved with resurrecting the dead. It's not not like I can just snap my fingers and wave a magic wand and say abracadabra and everything's better. Sounds like that's what you do, considering that you just explained it to me. It's a very complicated look. We can discuss raising the dead later. Right now, we need to figure out what the fuck we're doing, because we're currently on a boat trapped in a cabin surrounded by zombies. And as you say that, Rocky, the hatch begins to buckle. Why can't these be the weak zombies? I was hoping for, like, original, like, Romero, Dawn of the Dead kind of zombies, where they just kind of slowly... It could be worse. It could be 28 Days Later zombies, and then we'd be really fucked. If it was 28 Days Later zombies, we wouldn't be here right now. Yeah. Or at least you wouldn't be here right now. Oh, look, they're knocking down the door. Um, this is your fault. I don't know why you're blaming it on me, but okay. Yo, I'm not the one who pulled us into a room with no exits. Um, you're not- I'm not the one who had a bunch of fucking zombies chasing after me. We can, we can argue for hours here. We just need to figure out what we're doing, because I don't have hours. an unlimited number of bullets. Well, that's because you- I heard you waste a bunch of dumbass shots in the- See, if it was me, I would've waited till they were all in a line and taken the shot in one. But, you know, just saying. It wasn't a waste. I'm pretty sure I hit a couple of those shots. Okay. But you didn't hit all of them. Just saying. Just saying. Do you even have a gun, or are you just kinda gonna- I don't know. Let me check. Like, genuinely, I don't actually remember if he I has have a two gun guns, not. and you can't have one. I don't need it. I just need you to use one of them. Because it's clear they're about to break through, and we might just have to action movie this whole thing. All right, well, let's wait then. Might want to back into the corner of the room, or we want to just... I mean, if we can clog the door, we might be able to get away with hanging around for a little while longer. What, what do I have that's useful? Nothing? Because it's Declan and he's stupid? Yeah. I'll pull out the black light. <laughs> What's that gonna do? I didn't use it in this room earlier, I forgot. <laughs> Turns on the black light, it says, secret exit here. Oh. I'll look. Can't hurt. At the moment that you plug it in, the hatch gives way, and zombies pour into the room. That was the plan. I'll start shooting. <laughs> We're both gonna start shooting. The bullets sink into the dead flesh. Why don't each of you give me a spot hidden, please? We didn't even have to roll. That was sweet. I'm just that good at guns. I need a 70, I got a 37. That's a success. I need a 60, I got a 19. That's a hard success, which is better. <laughs> so as you fire into this crowd of zombies, and there are a lot more than six now you can see behind, uh, where your bullets enter their body, you see this bright flash of like almost like a little bit of a spark 
coming from inside. Robot zombies. My worst nightmare. And then you hear somewhere behind you, someone yell, Cut! And the wall behind you opens up, and you see a soundstage. We've been punked. And there are a ton of people just wandering around with clipboards, adjusting lights. There's a bank of monitors where three or four people are standing. One of them raises a finger and points to this kid nearby who runs up to you. And he has two cans of some sort of soda. He's like, hey, good good job, guys. That was, that was really great. Boy, you really had me sold there for a minute. Uh, do you want anything else other than uh, some cola? And he hands you these purple cans of soda with a, a label you don't recognize. No, no, this is this is fine. Thank you very much. Okay, okay. Do a couple of minutes and uh, the, the page will get you the uh, sheets for tomorrow. And he runs off. You're seeing this too, right? It's it's not just me. Um, um, I um, I don't know what I'm seeing here. I don't, I don't like it. And the zombies uh, stand up straight, no longer slouching or shambling, and just walk off casually past you into the opening of the soundstage. And you see some of them just sort of brushing off a little bit of blood that uh, spurted out of bullet holes that were actually just squibs. And taking off bits of their prosthetics off their faces. And these uh, other assistants rush up and are helping them remove some of the uh, uh, makeup. Good job, everyone. Good, good, well done. We, we really had them going there. I was ready to murder all of you. Th- th- yes, that's that's. It's called acting. It's it's what we do here. Clearly. No, I was seriously ready. He's he's a hardcore method actor. Don't don't worry about him. I might show up to your trailers later. Uh, one of the gentlemen that is behind the uh, camera by the bank of monitors uh, yells out, "Props." Collect. A guy dressed up uh, in security uniform comes over with this case, walks over towards you, and says, all right, guys, you know the drill. And he opens it up. Guns? Guns, please? Uh, uh, Sorry, I'm going to put the gun in the case. I'll give him one of my guns. Where's the other one, Mr. Uh, Declan? I dropped it a little while ago. I was told to just leave it there and you'd find it. Well, we can't leave here. We can't clear the set until you uh, find it. Well, you better get looking, buddy. All right, let's. Uh, we'll have somebody come up to your trailer. He closes the uh, the case and walks off. And uh, the guy who yelled for prop uh, comes scuttling up. He's a very thin gentleman. Uh, looks like he's probably in his um, early fifties. He, he's sort of rubbing his face. Guys, that was that was really good. I I think maybe we need to do another take tomorrow, but we'll we'll see. Um, we've got uh, the scriptwriter. He's taking another look at the pages, and we're just going to need to rework a couple things. Um, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? That was pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I felt a little stiff there. Um, um, I mean, another take might do me good. You know, just kind of like roll my shoulders, like pretending like I know what's going on. Oh, Jack, you're you're always the pro. That's why you're the star. He's gonna slowly turn my head and look at Roy, smiling the whole time. And I'm Declan, right? Oh, well, yes, uh, Mr. McDonough. I'm sorry. Did you prefer Mr. McDonough? Okay. No, I was just checking. Oh, I'm Declan, and I like uh, I, I like uh, little kids, and I you should check out my search history later. Um. Okay. Uh, how many times have I told you this isn't a comedy? We're we're, we're serious here. You- oh, I see what you guys are doing. You're still playing the brother thing. You guys. I've should- committed many murders and robbed several banks. You should alert 
like in a couple of days, you should alert someone about me. He's he's a very deep cover method actor. He likes to stay in character when he's on set, even when we're not rolling. You know, it's a, it's a very like a very you know uh, you know actors you, you know how they are. I do it again. I absolutely do. I absolutely do. Well, I, I know it's been a long day. This has been uh, quite the production, um, and you can see these people wheeling off these gigantic uh, screens that look like they were probably providing the uh, exterior uh, rain effects and what looks like uh, water and sea was just being on projected screens. Uh, I'll get you the pages. And uh, he snaps his finger and this page runs over with uh, a couple pages from a script. Uh, It looks like it's a different color, goldenrod. Hands one to each of you. I'll take it. Tell you what, we're gonna we're gonna go back to our trailers, and you know maybe we'll meet up. We'll go back to my trailer, and we'll read over these, and we'll you know we'll do our prep work. We'll, we'll be we'll be ready to go. Great. Well, we've got everything for you. There's there's a little more uh, cola if you want some. We've got some in your trailer. Oh, and don't forget we have a meeting tonight with the producer. So uh, try to be on time for that. All right. And uh, just one more time, when is that meeting tonight? Like like we're talking. How about we do drinks, the three of us beforehand? We'll be meet at the hotel lobby. Sounds absolutely. Wonderful. Well, I'll, I'll leave you to it then. Uh, you've got uh, just a couple hours left before we meet at the bar, so I'll see you there. Okay. Thank, thank you very much. No problem. Good job, guys. You guys did a great job. I know. And uh, he walks back towards the monitors. Uh, each of you give me a spot hidden, please. I needed a 60. I rolled a 33. That's a success. I need a 70. I need a 34. That's a hard success. You both easily see the gentleman who just spoke to you uh, is walking back towards the director's seat, and you can see that his name is printed on the back of it, and it says Sheldon Smithy. That's a stupid name. And you notice that the cola you're drinking is called Zeus, like juice, but with a Z. Never heard of this before. Just going to kind of keep awkwardly holding on to it. So, turn to, to Roy. As I said, uh, back to my trailer, perhaps we can discuss what happened today and maybe figure out what we're going to do later tonight. I'm pretty sure it's been pretty well laid out for us what we're doing later tonight, big guy. I'm going to grab him by the arm and start walking off set. And as you walk off across the soundstage, uh, you see, uh, in particular, Rocky, the um, zombie that you had plugged directly in the eye that was coming up the stairs. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, sitting in a chair in front of a uh, a bank of mirrors and lights while a makeup person removes a gelatin applique over his eye. And he looks at, catches your glance in the mirror and gives you a thumbs up. It's going to kind of casually wave back at him, still holding the can of soda. You can see that there's a door at the uh, other end of the studio that says exit. And you can see some people filing through there. Come on, let's see if we can't find a trailer. Keep heading towards the door that says exit, since clearly that's where we leave from. You're doing it wrong. And I'll uh, I'll turn over to like a stagehand, snap my fingers at him. Oh, yeah. Yes, Mr. McDonough. Where's our trailer? Oh, it's it's just parked outside. You, you remember where it is? Good job. Oh, thanks. Oh, my God. And I'll, I'll pat him on the head and we'll walk towards the trailers. <laughs> And he sort of wiggles his butt like a happy puppy. And we'll start walking towards the trailers. So you exit the uh, door, and there's a an armed guard that is right at the door. And he opens up the door for you and gives you a curt nod with a half smile. And you exit out the doors into bright sunshine. And you see uh, what is essentially the back lot of a studio with several trailers parked up this alley. And there are people wandering around at the far end. There's a makeshift commissary with a food truck parked there that's serving uh, taco fish. There's some fresh food laid out, but who cares about that? And that's what you see. You just see a bunch of people wandering around. Gonna kind of look back and forth. Do we see, we see where the trailers are? Yeah, the trailers are. There's a, several of them just parked 
all along the alleyway. The one that's directly in front of you uh, says wardrobe. Come on, one of these has to be for one of us. We can use that. And uh, sure enough, yeah, you just walk uh, 30, 40 feet. You see one of the trailers is marked Jack Whiteside star. Is there any that are for David Hasselhoff? Is he in this movie? You do see one that just says uh, DH. You're not quite sure what that is. I'm going in that. Hold on. (laughs) Don't get... Oh... I'll enter. Inside, it's all messy. It looks like someone had a party there. There's like empty beer cans all around, burger wrappers on the ground, but it's there's nobody in there. It kind of stinks, too. Rocky. Rocky. What? Look. We have important things. Look at the initials on the door. It's a, a DH, so what? And it smells bad. You know what that means, right? Uh, the, the person who uses this trailer is quite unsanitary. It's David Hasselhoff's trailer. Of course it is. It's, that's that's lovely. He's uh, in this movie with us. I thought I saw him, but I, I convinced myself it was just some guy. It's gotta be him. Great. You know what? Let's, let's go back to my trailer. The one for Jack. Uh, Jack's trailer. Uh, let's just go over to, to you know, let, come on. And I'm gonna grab him and, and drag him back towards the trailer marked for Jack. Uh, why don't you give me a spot hidden real quick, Roy? Oh, I need a 70. I got a 69. Nice. That's a barely success. Nice. Just as Rocky is dragging you out the door, you just happen to catch a glimpse of a piece of paper that was on the counter next to the uh, tiny little sink. And it says, Knight Rider 3000. Wait, wait, wait. I'll pull away. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll go pick up the paper. It appears to be the title page of a script. You're not sure where the script is, but that's what it says. Rocky, are you seeing this right now? Yes, it's it's great. Let's go. We can we can deal with it later hold on, right hold on, now. Hold on. We have... I'll leave a note that says come to my trailer sometime. And what are you going to sign it? I'll sign it Declan, but you know, if he comes, I might reveal the truth to him. I don't know. Please Your do. personal truth. You're quite finished yet. Hey, hey. Don't hassle the Hoth. I'm not. I'm hassling you. Let's go. So, like, through the transitive property, you're hassling the Hoth. That's all I'm saying. And then I'll follow him. And where are you headed to? Uh, Heading to the trailer marked for Jack Whiteside. And you can see right next to it is another trailer that says D. McDonough. Why don't each of you give me a psychology roll? I needed an 80. I rolled a 38. That's a hard success. I needed a 10. I got an 84. That's a fail. Rocky, you notice that the D looks slightly familiar in D. McDonough. Kind of looks like the Order of Dagon symbol, D. Peculiar. Gonna keep dragging him into into Jack's trailer. And uh, it's very nicely appointed. There, There is someone in there right now, a young woman. She rushes up to greet you. Oh, uh, Mr. McDonough, uh, I think... Becky was waiting for you in your trailer. Um, hi, Mr. Whiteside. Uh, the usual, and she hands you another can of Zeus Cola. Yes, thank you. Um, you, you happen to know, uh, I, you know, I left my phone here. I didn't want to take it to set. You, you happen to know where I, where I put that at? Uh, oh, oh, uh, yeah, you, you left it with the uh, the set warden. Remember, they collect all the phones Yeah. right yeah, before sorry. you go into the soundstage. Yeah, it's uh, been a very, very long day, just, you know. Oh yeah, no, I understand. I understand. I can I can have someone retrieve it for you if you like. It, that would be that would be lovely. Thank oh, you. Oh yeah, very no much. problem, no problem. I'll I'll be right back. You guys uh, just settle down if you want. And uh, do you need anything else? Just the cola? Um, no, 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 I'm fine with the cola. Thank you. Okay, uh, I'll be right back. And she maneuvers past you and uh, departs the trailer. And the trailer is uh, very well appointed. You can see that it's uh, much cleaner than the Hoff's trailer. And the leatherette couch appears to be in really good condition. Like, everything's brand new. You have some clothes laid out on uh, one of the seats in front of a bank of mirrors. 
that have been uh, nicely pressed. I hate excited people. So is it just me, or have, have we been bamboozled? You know, I thought it was weird that the Captain's Quarter lacked Christopher Cross CDs, but I didn't buy much that much into it. I didn't believe we were on a boat entirely. Right. So if we're not on a boat, the question is, where are we? Now we're on a back lot. And I guess when are we is also a, a question. Uh, is there like a, a laptop or a computer in here somewhere? Uh, Yeah, go ahead and give me a luck roll. Oh, I needed a 52. I rolled a 57. That's a failure. You don't see uh, a laptop or anything else? Ah, curses. I guess I'll have to wait for the phone. Yeah, it seems like Jack Whiteside likes to keep things nice and tidy. Just no extraneous devices or distractions around. He must be a real thespian. I don't know if you noticed, but the the D on the door of your, your Declan's trailer looked, I don't know, familiar somehow. I didn't notice. I have some some digging to do once I get that phone. Wait. Is she? The longer she takes, the better, because we can figure this out. Did Declan ever tell you that he was in movies? Um, I mean, he never said a hell of a lot, to be honest, but... Jack never told me, either. It's just something about this place that rubs me the wrong way. It's definitely the people. They're all just... Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. They're just all here, all the time. Also, we'll hold up the can. I've never heard of Zeus Cola before. Have, have you... I think I heard I, about I, it in some weird YouTube commercial, but like... Here, here why don't you try it? Tell, tell me if it's safe. Uh, I'm alright. I'm not thirsty. <laughs> and I'll push the can back towards his mouth. I mean, we can't just stay here. The world is ending, after all. You, you do remember that, the the lake, the the monster, the island, the everything going dark, like that, that happened, right? That wasn't just... I do remember that. I got a plan, all right? Hear me out. So we'll go to that meeting thing tonight, mm-hmm. whatever that was. I wasn't paying that much attention. We'll go to that. I heard a time. We'll go to that time. I hope you remember the time. I don't remember the time um, or the place. So hopefully you got that information. And I don't remember who it was with or what it was about, but there was a thing and we had to go to it. So we'll go to that and... Then we'll wait for the Hoff to correspond with us, and then us three will 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 break out of this set, and we'll get to we'll get to civilization. Because until I'm not eating or drinking anything they give me, because I've decided to be paranoid for the first time. For the first time. Stop. <laughs> Don't talk to me. <laughs> How do I know that you're really Jack Whiteside? <laughs> I'm not. That's something that Jack Whiteside would say. How do I know you're not actually Teclan? Because I'm not Scottish. And you're, you're talking, so that, that can't be... Okay. I'm not eating or drinking anything they give me, because I don't trust these people. So I, I gotta get some, like, McDonald's, or I'm gonna die. Wait, Declan McDonald's? Yeah, I get it. Is McDonald's Scottish? Tell you what, once I get my phone, I can I can do a little web research on the go. Why don't we take a walk around and see if we can't just scope out the set, see if we can't find, you know, the exits and maybe catch some sort of hint as to where we are. How about we just look around the trailer quick? I mean, there could be some cool stuff in here. True, true. So we're going to, I guess, both of us are going to kind of search Jack's trailer for any useful information, maybe where we are or what's going on. Go ahead and give me a spot hidden. I need a 70. I got a 35. That's a 
hard success. I needed a 60. I rolled a 46. That is a normal success. Roy just casts about and immediately happens upon a newspaper, which, of course, is nicely folded up in a little magazine rack next to the leatherette sofa. What's a newspaper? The newspaper is LA Times, and it is dated October 29th, 2019. And it appears to just basically have uh, news about the Los Angeles area. What? Wait, what was the date? October 29th, 2019. Oh, God. Do you realize this, Rocky? We're not going trick-or-treating. Yeah, we're not going trick-or-treating today. But like, you know, next week or in like two weeks when it is Halloween. You mean in like two days? It's October 29th. In two days. I don't know why I thought he said 19. Yeah, in two days. And there's a polite knock at the door. And to go over and open it. And it's the young woman. I have the phone. I also got Mr. McDonough's too. Okay, thank you very much. It's yeah, yeah, and, and I, I brought you a plate of cantaloupe. I know you like cantaloupe, Jack. Uh, I, yes. I mean, Mr. Whiteside. It's, thank you. It's, it's, I was wondering... Um, anything else? Um, uh, no, that's, that's if if the, if I need anything else, I'll let you know. Don't okay, worry well, about it. just let you know that Carl will be here in within the hour to take you back to the uh, uh, hotel. Okay, thank you very much. And she opens up this little book. Uh, I know you have a meeting tonight. That's at the hotel restaurant, so that shouldn't be too hard to find. The director asks that you maybe lay off the booze a little bit tonight because we do have an early call tomorrow. It's gonna be seven a.m. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I know you like to sleep in. Yes, that's yeah. We'll 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 make it work. And uh, I know Becky has uh, uh, Mr. McDonough's uh, itinerary. So if there's nothing else, then uh, I'm going to take off. Uh, you're fine. Thank you very much. Have a good evening. I'll see you tomorrow. You, you too. Yes. And I close the door and lock it. Did you hear that? It's 7 a.m. It's ridiculous. There's only one thing to do. And I'll walk over to the mini fridge that I assume he has. And I'll open it. What's in there? Uh, it appears to be completely stocked with Zeus Cola. All right. Never mind. There's nothing we can do. Well, she said there was a car coming in an hour to take us to a hotel, so... In an hour? We gotta kill a whole hour? Yes, we do. Can I take a nap? No, you can't. Look, just because we're here, and for some reason recording some sort of program... Hey, hey, don't diss on the acting profession. I'm not. I'm just saying that the the cult that was trying to release... Dagon and, you know, and the whole world, the thing that we encountered on, on Tristan de Kuna there, they're still out there. And we kind of need to figure out where they are and how to get to them and how to stop them. Because I'm not incredibly fond of this world, but that doesn't mean I want it to end. I mean, that'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Just be like, aha, uh -huh, I sort of caused the end of the world. To put that on your resume, that'd be awesome. <laughs> All right, fine. Ugh, let's go. Before we go, pull out my phone, dial the, the hotline for the company, as I've memorized that number, seeing as I've worked there for many years. Uh, so you dial it and you hear. The number that you demand is not attributed. Please consult the service of renseignement. Oof. I really thought they'd pay the phone bill this month. Here, give me your phone. So you have you have your own phone here, and I'm going to hand him Declan's. All right, give me Declan's phone. It's right here. All right, I got to think. And I'll sit there for a couple minutes and struggle to remember Greta's phone number. How about a psychology roll? That sounds about right. Oh, boy, this is going to be great. I'm not going to remember it. I, got, I needed a 10. I got a 59. However, do I remember Roy's phone number? Uh, yeah, yeah, you remember that. No problem. Remember your own phone number? I'm going to call Roy's phone. You, you dial it, and uh, you get a notification on the phone that someone's trying to dial in. All right, that didn't work. What the hell is this phone, though? Uh, I 
don't know. It's it's not particularly important. Why doesn't it have buttons and like it's like not folded or? It's it's called a smartphone. Uh, I don't know. Seems pretty dumb to me. It, it can do more than just make phone calls. Mine could text. I mean, I didn't use that feature, but it could do it. Oh boy. I guess we can walk around the lot. I mean, worst case scenario, we get a glimpse at next summer's big movies. True. Head out of the trailer and kind of just start walking around. Yeah, you exit the trailer and uh, you see parked like 20 feet away is an idling limo. That must be our car. Well, I guess we can maybe see what we can find at the hotel. Let's go. I really wanted to get a glimpse at, you know, like valiant comics next big movie i'm gonna bring him over to the limo as you start to walk towards the limo you see coming around the corner of the studio building maybe another 50 feet away just a group of 20 maybe 30 young women and they're holding signs that say jack and declan forever with little hearts on them and they spot you as you're within just like 10 feet of the limo and scream at the top of their lungs and start rushing toward you. Oh boy. You think we can make the car or should we duck into a trailer? Why Why would we try either of those? And the limo driver leaps out from the driver's side and says, uh, gentlemen, we should probably make haste. Of course. And I'm going to grab him and drag him into the limo. Fucking A, man. I got, I got a rash, man. So you guys uh, pile into the limo just in the nick of time. And these girls, these young women, and to be honest, a couple of young men are banging on the limo as you roll slowly down the lot. Gun it! I'll roll the windows down. Don't do that. I'll go to roll the windows down. Swat his hand away from the button so he can't roll the windows down. And then you guys have like a slap fight. You know, this is not good for our public image. But Rocky, there's girls. And the limo... Uh, slowly pulls away. After you get around the corner of the studio back lot and go out into traffic, you leave behind the gaggle of uh, fans, super fans, and the uh, driver lowers the partition that separates the uh, rear compartment and calls back, gentlemen, there's uh, Zeus uh, in the cooler there if you need some, and Mr. McDonough, uh, there is a bit of scotch if you need a mixer. Any place we need to stop on the way to the hotel? Anything you need? Uh, no. No, we're good, Tony. Let's just get straight there. Would you guys mind if I just swung by McDonald's real quick? I kind of want to just grab something quick. Yeah, let's go. Okay, thank you. And uh, the partition goes back up. The limo slowly rolls down a Los Angeles city street. And then after yeah, maybe five or ten minutes... Actually, who am I kidding? After 30 seconds, every 30 seconds, there's McDonald's. So after 30 seconds, he pulls into a McDonald's drive through and orders a Big Mac fries and a Junior Chi. Then he lowers the price. Do you guys need anything? They have shamrock shakes. What do you want to get? To- Give me a McRib. <laughs> Mc- okay, yep. McRib coming up. And uh, they have uh, pumpkin spice uh, shakes if you want any. No, shamrock. I'm going to take two number nines, a number nine large, a number six with extra dip, a number seven, two number 45s, one with cheese and a large soda. All right, coming right up, and the partition goes back up. The limo pulls up slightly, and you hear a knock at the window. Roll the window down. And uh, the limo driver is clearly just pulled up slightly to allow the drive through window to deliver the food to you. I'm going to reach out and grab the grab it. Uh, thank you. Uh, are you Jack Whiteside? Uh, yes. Yeah, that, that's oh me. Oh, my God. Oh, c- c- can I get an autograph? Oh, 
of, of, of course, yes. Uh, oh, just just a minute. And he, he pulls out this uh, little journal that looks like it collects autographs. And he hands it to you with a pen sort of dangling from a chain. And you see there's already a page with your pasted photograph. And it says Jack Whiteside on the front of it. Scribble something in there that looks vaguely like a J and a W. Because that's how all autographs are nowadays. It just, just kind of looks like it suggests that my name is Jack Whiteside. And I'm going to put the pen back and fold it up and hand it back to him. Uh, there you go. Hey, you want my autograph? Uh, no, I'm good. Thanks, so. He opens up the book to where you signed it. And you see this sort of look of disappointment. And he goes, thanks. And closes the uh, drive through window. What'd you do to him? I have no idea how to sign Jack's name. Are you kidding me? I feel like that should just be natural. I know how to sign Jack's name. Did you catch that, though? Declan's a fucking loser. Nobody likes him. And the limo rolls away from McDonald's. And now your back of the limo just smells like fried foods and uh, dipping sauces. Well, at least it's not that weird cola. Well, you know, I'm never going to forget that time that Declan screwed us over, so I'm going to systematically destroy his image by eating McRibs in public. And I'll roll down the window and yell out, I'm Declan and I love McRibs. Grab him and pull him back into the limo and roll the window back up. Look, we have more important things to take care of right what, now. Well, right now, while we're driving? We'll, we'll take care of it when we get there. Why can't we just chill out and listen to some Gordon Lightfoot? Because the cult of Dagon isn't going to just chill out. Oh, yeah, because they're in the car right here and we have the ability to stop them. No, but they're out there in the world somewhere, you know, who knows where, preparing to, you know, end all reality as we know it. It's a little bit more important than your whatever foot CDs. It's really fitting that you got put in Jack's body because you're really both the same. You both gotta... Oh, the world, the weight of the world's on my shoulders, and we can't ever just chill out and uh, listen to some some tunes and eat some McRibs. I mean, I I wouldn't want to eat a McRib anyway, but you can't ever just chillax. Everything's got to happen all the time. When we're in a sweet limo, we got Tony up there driving us, and there's really nothing that we could be doing right now, so put on Sundown. (laughs) And almost by magic, Sundown begins playing. Thank you, Tony. And you hear a knock on the partition and uh within 15 minutes which allows you enough time to eat or drink whatever you like you arrive at the hotel and tony opens up the door and says uh will there be anything else sirs no 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 tony thank you thank you i I think we're good thank you and i'll pull out declan's wallet (laughs) oh yes and i'll uh give him the biggest bill that declan has well thank you sir uh well you have my number uh just give me a call if uh, you need anything i'm I'm always on call if it's between the hours of 2 a.m and 6 a.m uh my son will be covering that tony jr all right all right thank you all right well have a good evening sirs thank you and he pulls away and you're standing in front of the sheraton somewhere in la Come on, let's get inside before anyone notices us. And why don't you give me a luck roll to see if anybody doesn't notice you. Shouldn't have said that. I needed a 52, I rolled an 88. That's failure. I needed a 34, I got a 58. That's also a failure. Well, shit. You're sort of trying to slyly slink into the lobby, and nope. Sure enough, there is a gaggle of reporters and TV crew. And they sort of rush up immediately as soon as you enter the lobby. And they're like, oh, oh Mr. Whiteside, Mr. Whiteside, uh, how's filming going? It's, it's, it's going well. We're, you know, we're making progress. It's, it's coming to light. I think this is some of my best work, honestly. Oh, and Mr. McDonough, how does it feel working with uh, Mr. Whiteside? 
And I'll pull the half-eaten McRib out of my pocket and finish it right there. You see this look of disgust wash over her face. Are you trying the method? Oh, you want some? This time around? No, no, thank you. I'm trying to watch my weight. I'm not. Kind of push him back. Yes, he he's you know very deep into character right now. He he likes to care you know you know ruminate in it and really let it seep in. He's he's very deep into character right now. Thank thank you. Here, quote. Wait, hold on. Quote this. Write this down. Yes, sir. Yeah. No. Come on. Come on. Come on. And I'm just gonna keep pushing him away, and we're gonna keep heading into the hotel, see if we can't get away from the reporters. And you hear, as you make your way to the elevators, security from the hotel sort of steps up to stem the tide of reporters, and you just hear these questions being hurled at your back. What was it like to work with Smithy? How do you get in character to play a California Highway Patrolman? Chips. The voices die down as you reach the uh, elevators. Pull out Jack's wallet and see if he has like a hotel like room key in it because I don't know where we're staying. You do, and uh, it, it has the room number on it. Looks like it's going to be the top floor, so uh, floor 14. 1401 for you and 1402 for uh, Declan. Is it really 14 or is it that fake 14 where hotels skip the 13th floor because they have all that bullshit about 13 being an unlucky number? I'm going to look at the number and look at the panel on the elevator and see if it goes 12, 13, 14 or if it just goes 12, 14. It goes 12 and then penthouse is the next button. Ah, it is the 13th floor. Can't fool me with that bullshit. Why wouldn't it say penthouse though? That's stupid. Because it can't say Playboy. Oh, you're right. I'm going to push the button that says Penthouse. And uh, it requires you to insert your key first before it will go up. Uh, so you go ahead and do that. And uh, it goes all the way up to the Penthouse floor, which is essentially the rooftop of the uh, Sheraton. And as soon as you step out, there is a, a gentleman standing right outside the elevator exit. He gives you a curt nod, says, uh, Mr. Whiteside, Mr. McDonough, uh, will you be needing anything tonight? Um, I'm... I'm- I think we're good, thank you. Can you get me a smoker's cough? And then can you go tell the reporters that Declan McDonough's favorite drink is a smoker's cough? Absolutely. Right away, sir. I'll, I'll make a call. Come on. Let's let's go. And I'm going to walk over to, to my room and I'm going to open the door and, and kind of pull him in. So, yeah, the, the penthouse level is essentially only 1401 and 1402. You have the entire rooftop portion of this hotel and it's basically split into half with one penthouse to one side and one penthouse to the other penthouses penthouses i'll just follow whichever one rocky goes to i don't care and inside it's an amazing space multi-levels a sunken living room with modern fireplace there is a lap pool out on the balcony several bedrooms and probably in the neighborhood of four bathrooms a full kitchen full bar separate theater room great now that we're here we can figure out just what the hell is going on i thought, I thought we had that that meeting yeah but that's not until like six o'clock or something so we have we have some time here what time is it five o'clock okay we got now so, yeah we, we got some we got some time um you know i've really been needing to to look something up, pull out my phone, and I'm going to see if I can't confirm my suspicions and find an image for like the the cult of Dagon. What exactly are you going to search? I said start with cult of Dagon symbol or something close to that. I want to call it a logo because it's not really a logo. Or actually, how about how about a library use? Damn, I needed a seventy. I rolled a ninety-six. So yeah, there doesn't appear to be anything online for cult of Dagon symbol. Oh, that was a dead end. Uh still looks familiar to me somehow. Hey, Roy, when we were on the other island, do you, do you remember anyone saying something about uh, something named Dagon? Yeah, wasn't that like their spoopy-doopy god or whatever they worshipped? 
I thought I saw something on the set that look. You mind uh, seeing if you can find any information on them for me? I'm I'm not I'm not coming up with anything. Right, I'll put on my reading glasses and I'll pull out Declan's smartphone. And you two as well find no results for uh, the order of day. It's mostly because I couldn't even like figure out how to work the apps. No, there's nothing about it here. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know who, who. How do you know how to use these things anyway? I mean, they, they're dumb. More like dumb phone. Am I right? Just because you don't understand it doesn't make it. I'm dumb. pretty sure that's exactly what that is. But okay. No. So we have a cult on the loose somewhere out there in the world trying to end things, and we literally have no leads whatsoever. That's amazing. Well, I feel like. We should just embrace the stardom then. Many people have very lucrative careers in the acting industry. And, I mean, we don't know how long we have left, so we might as well make the most of that time. Come on, we might only have like three days or something left. Do you really think you can do a whole lot with that? I could probably make at least 15 movies in three days. There has to be something we can do. Well, I don't know. We can, like, give this this meeting dude the ringer. It, well, we have to give him the ringer without letting him know that we're not who we are pretending Yeah, I can be, be bad, Kath. It's, it's not what I'm... See, they, they don't know that you're not Declan and I'm not Jack. And we kind of need to keep it that yeah, way. Yeah, we can lie. I did it to Dad all the time. He never knew, probably. It's because Dad was drunk most of the time, and the other part of the time, he just didn't yeah. care. I imagine that that's how this executive will be. <laughs> yeah, we have a point. All right, all right, all right. Let's look around here. I mean... I mean, if this is where we're staying, there's got to be something here that's unique to us and we can find something. Maybe, maybe if we're lucky, they left something behind. Are you going to search both penthouses or? He can search his, I can search mine. Give me a uh, spot hidden then. I needed a 60, I rolled a 36, that's a success. I need a 70, I got a 63, that's a success. Rocky, you search around a little bit more in your neck of the woods and uh, everything you find uh, basically confirms that this is Jack Whiteside's personal suite. You do find more Zeus Cola in the fridge. There is a bar set up, but the best that you can tell, it hasn't been used much. And Roy, on your side, it's almost a carbon copy of Jack's suite. Uh, however, instead of a theater, you have a bowling alley. Ha. For once, Declan is better. And uh, in the fridge are numerous leftovers from McDonald's. Just wrappers and containers. And Do I also have a bar? Yes, absolutely. Then I guess if there's nothing real good, I'll take some of the booze and head back to his room. And by the time you do this, you realize that uh, you probably have just enough time to get dressed and meet uh, the director, Sheldon, uh, down at the bar. And be fashionably late. I gotta pre-game this. Aren't you a little old to be pre-gaming? I don't think you realize that my alcohol tolerance never lowered. It actually kind of went up, you know? Swear to God, if you drink too much and you say something, you shouldn't tonight. I feel like you need to loosen up and I'll pour him a shot. Come on. You know Jack Whiteside would love it. It'd be suspicious if he didn't drink. Oh, well, we're not in public, so there's no one to be suspicious I think right it'd now. be pretty suspicious if Jack Whiteside didn't show up to a meeting already fucking plastered. You know, they directly said they wanted me to stop drinking so yeah, much Yeah, but booze. I feel like he wouldn't listen. I'm just saying, if you want to get us caught, you know. I have to. I'll do something down at the bar, but I'm not going to push my luck until then. All right, I'll take both shots then. Boom, and they burn all the way down, but in a really good way. And then there is a knock at the door. I'm going to go over and open the door. And it's that same gentleman who is uh, outside the elevator, and he's like, uh, uh, just want to let you know that um, uh, Mr. Smithy is uh, at the bar. It, yes, of course. And um, what floor was the bar on again? Um, it's it's the lobby. All right. Yes. Just, just making sure. Come on, 
Declan. Way to keep it on the down low, Jack. <laughs> All right. And uh, so the gentleman, who is clearly the concierge for the penthouse level, takes you all the way down to the lobby and directs you to a unidentified door that is down to the left of the elevators, away from the lot, main lobby area. Before he leaves to go back up, I need a little bit of, of help. I'm doing some research to kind of get a little more into character. You know, you if you wouldn't mind perhaps seeing if you can find any anything on something called the Order of Dagon and have it delivered to my room there. They're like the, the overall... I'm, I'm, I'm really not supposed to say this, but I'm, I'm trusting you here. You know, So... It, 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 the Order of Dagon, they're kind of like the, the, the bad guys here. And I, I really want to get inside, you know, it's based off a real cult. You know, I, I want to get inside their heads and really figure out what they're about. So I can, you know, really, really put that into my role. You know, if, if you wouldn't mind seeing if you can find anything for me. Yes, right away. I'll do the best I can and uh, have that delivered to you uh, later tonight. It should be there in the room right after dinner. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Not a that. problem, Mr. Whiteside. And we're going to, I guess at this point, head towards the bar. And uh, you walk to the unmarked door, and beyond is a what appears to be a very private bar, so it's not open to the public. And uh, it seats maybe 12 people, and you see Sheldon uh, at the bar, who puts down his martini and uh, stands up to shake your hands. Mr. Whiteside, Mr. McDonough, how was uh, your afternoon? It was it was great. We you know may you know Declan here requested me make a stop at McDonald's on the way back. To no, the hotel. Tony asked, and we said okay. Don't lie to him. And uh, he gives you an appraising look, particularly around the midsection. I see. Well, well, uh, we we need you know for continuity's sake, uh, you might want to uh, maybe take care of that a little bit. Uh, just a. I've got I've got some feathers back at the office if you need one. I'll I'll take him to the 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 private gym we have upstairs later. Maybe who's Jim? You you know Jim. It's, he's the it's, he's the work he's the he's the the workout coach. You know for the the private fitness facilities. His, his name is Jim. Well, I hope he makes sergeant soon. Well, uh, can I order you anything? Uh, is it Zeus for you? you? You know I'm I'm really you know sugar is is not is not the best thing in the world um yeah i'll just i'll just have you know water for now trying to stay away from the sugar and you know away from the the, the booze has not been the best thing for me to try and you know oh yeah sure S- save it for uh dinner that's that's fine uh, that makes more sense anything for you uh mr declan smoker's cough all right and he uh snaps his fingers at the bartender who quickly starts to make it all right uh so uh tonight it's gonna be pretty low-key um we're just gonna have uh, a steak dinner uh, here at the restaurant just beyond those doors there we're going to uh talk with the producer and if things go well if you do your little schmooze act maybe we can get a little bit more money for the picture okay you guys comfortable with that oh yeah Oh, yes, totally. All right. Now, he's a bit of a stiff character. He, he's not a uh, wisecracking type, so just try to keep it straight and narrow. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Kind of side eye and glare at him. All right. Well, uh, I think uh, let's finish up these drinks and let's head in. What do you say? All right. Sounds sounds great. I know we have an early call. we got to be there at 7. We're going to start at 7 tomorrow. So anything else bothering you guys? You guys seem awfully quiet. I'm just upset that I was only able to get one McRib today, that's all. Well, if it's going to cheer you up at all, uh, I did hear that the Hoff is in town, and he is shooting his movie. Rashman? Knight Rider 3000. Yeah, actually, Rashman is the uh, uh, the secret code name they're trying to hide the uh, Knight Rider thing. It's going to be a surprise for next summer, yeah. And uh, if all goes well, he, he might make a set visit tomorrow. Oh, th- this better happen. Yeah, we're pretty excited about it, too. Uh, uh, he's even uh, considering possibly doing the theme song for our... Oh, good. He's the best singer in history. I don't know. People don't know that about him. Oh, I wanted to bring up one thing, and I'll uh, 
So I'll jot down on a piece of paper and hand it to him. So about my payment, I need it directed to this bank account, and I give him Roy's bank account statements. Uh, okay, well, I'll take that up with the uh, the accountant. Um, usually it's your agent who takes care of this sort of I, thing. I, you know, I fired that guy. He's a dick. So I might hire him back soon just because it's kind of weird working with that agent. I'm, like, learning about money and what have. But, in fact, I'm going to hire him. I, in fact, actually, don't even tell him that I fired him. I never fire him. I, I, I fired him, but he's really sensitive about it, so don't bring it up with him. Okay. And he shoves the piece of paper in his pocket. No problem. The, the smoker's cough comes, and a nice glass of water with a twist of the lime. Bottoms up, boys. I'll shoot the smoker's cough and just almost die as I do it. Delicious. Aha, this is my favorite drink, as Declan. <laughs> well, uh, shall we go in? Yes, yes, that's that's. All right. I think he's uh, I think he's arrived. He's also staying here at the hotel, so. And he gets up, brushes the front of his uh jacket and tie and walks towards the entrance to the dining room, opens up the French doors into the dining room, and you see a single table in the middle of the dining room with a single gentleman sitting at it. And I believe you know, Roy, this gentleman and I, I don't think Rocky does, but you may have some knowledge of this person. Sitting at the table is FBI agent Akeley, who, as Roy knows, is the acting assistant director after Sharon Skinner left. And he sits at the table with this sort of fixed grin on his face, half smile. And Smithy leads you up and says, uh, Akeley, uh, this is... Uh, as you know, Jack Whiteside and uh, Declan McDonough, the stars of our movie. Pleasure to meet you. Reach out my hand to shake. And he reaches out and he feels cold and clammy to the touch. His fingers are almost rubbery texture. And he says, pleased to meet you, Mr. Whiteside. And his mouth doesn't even move, it seems. It's the same, same. I'm going to take a seat. And he extends his hand to... Declan? And I'll, remembering how bad his handshakes are, sort of reluctantly accept it and be like, oh, hey, Akeley. Have we met before? I just feel like I already know you. That's all. <laughs> I see. Well, pleasure. Gentlemen, please sit. And all four of you sit down. And why don't each of you give me a spot hidden, please? I need a 70. I got a 77. That's a fail. I needed a 60. I rolled a 73. That's also a fail. So he's smiling and watching you. And he says, uh, does everybody like beef? It is It is the superior protein. Yes, it's much better than chicken. I do like beef, but tell me something, Akeley. Do you like jazz? I like jazz funk. What about the jazz flute? Only a solos. And he snaps his finger and a waiter appears seemingly from nowhere and says, uh, gentlemen, uh, pre-dinner cocktail? Smoker's cough. You quit with that already. Right away? Not until all the newspapers are talking about it. And Mr. Whiteside? Ah, uh, gin and tonic, please. Smithy says, same. And then Akeley gives a slight shake of his head, and the waiter disappears, presumably to make those cocktails. Smithy says, so we were thinking that if we had just a bit more budget, we could like really bolster the special effects, you know, really sell the whole zombie aspect. And Akeley holds up a finger and says, uh, gentlemen... It's no use now to pretend to be two people. There's hardly enough of you to make one respectable person. Isn't that right, Rocky? 
Uh, well, I guess so. I mean, I've, it's, it's it's not as easy it looks. I really do have a respect for for the acting profession now, having to having to play Jack for so long. It's 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 annoying. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but soon this dream will be over. Dream. So you're saying would. Damn it, I really thought I got over this thing. You know, I had a, a whole a whole rack of events similar to this last time I was in uh, oh, where was it? Uh Lima, I th- I think it was. We were See, we were we were dealing with this box and you know, I really shouldn't say anything else. It's classified. This is the best that I could do for you, gentlemen. Now listen to me very carefully. When you awake, you must realize there is only one way out. Follow the white rabbit. Rocky Rocky, I think he knows. You think? Well, I'm older than you and must know better. Can't be that much older than me. I mean, come on. Well, gentlemen, I hope you can find the white rabbit before time is up. Would be seem that's something that we are severely lacking. Hey, why did you say that Franklin's a better actor than me, you dick? It's because it's the truth. I wasn't asking. You didn't see our performances. I did a great job. I'm talking to Akeley here. Stay out of this. I believe you are the best actor here. Ha. Screw you, Rocky. Any tips on, on like how we're supposed to wake up? Do I need to fall? Usually fa- falling is a great way to wake up. Uh, water is, is another one. Um, Mr. Arroyo, if everybody minded their own business, the world would go round a deal faster than it does. And he stands up. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm late for a very important date. No time to say goodbye. Time to wake up. Roy, vertigo overwhelms you as you slowly regain consciousness. You are sitting upright, head slumped against your chest, sweat dripping from your drenched hair into your eyes. You try to brush away the sting of saltiness, but find you cannot move your arms. Your shoulders ache. Head rotating on a stiff neck, you gather you are in some sort of mechanical room. Pistons and cylinders move silently on well-oiled crankshafts nearby, powering an immense engine. It stinks of grease in here, which might explain the searing headache. You try to move your arms again and are rewarded with the slightest jingle as the handcuffs encircling your wrists rattle against the steel support pylon at your back. Rocky. Vertigo overwhelms you as you slowly regain consciousness. You are relying on a lumpy mattress, which smells moldy. Directly above you is the underside of another mattress, stained yellow in places and torn in others where the stuffing seeps out. You immediately ascertain you are in a bunk bed and judging by the slight rocking motion, probably on a boat of significant size. You concentrate, sniff the air. No overwhelming scent of fish, though you do detect the faint whiff of something else, something animal, wet fur. The strange dizziness passes as you acclimate to your surroundings. You turn your head and scrutinize the tight cabin, taking in the bare bones desk over which hang a corkboard and mirror. And on the desk is a white rabbit. It looks at you, its pink eyes blazing. It wriggles its nose, the whiskers, testing the air, leaps down from the desk, and disappears out the hatch, which is open slightly. Tune in next time as we play another reel of the Lovecraft tapes. I think he has to follow the white rabbit. Yeah, I feel like I feel like someone's done this whole white rabbit thing before. I just, just can't quite put my finger on it. Was it Jefferson Starship or Jefferson Airplane? Yeah, prob- probably. Uh, my theory is that um, we're going to wake up from this dream like 50 times. 
we're pulling a Groundhog Day. We know Akeley's eventually going to reset everything at some point, so we're just going to do whatever the fuck we want and not have to worry about the consequences. We just have to know how to avoid them every day. All right, guys. Well, it's time for some hashtag recommendals, so please roll D100. 46. 58. 81. All right, Gabe, go ahead and start us off. I'm going to recommend a gaming platform, sort of. So Pathfinder is basically second to D&D, but I like it better than D&D. And they have an alternate version called Starfinder, and that's what I'm recommending. It's a space version of Pathfinder with a lot of the same mechanics, very unique races that I haven't seen many of in other games. I mean, obviously there's some generic ones that like, oh, there's cyborgs. You've seen that before. But a lot of them are very unique and it has very unique created worlds that you can base your starting games off of for those who are just getting into it. And then of course you can go on and create your own worlds. And I feel like the Starfinder rules are simplistic enough that it puts a lot of uh, weight on storytelling. Uh, Not as much on the Uh uh-huh, you have to follow these rules or else the game sucks. Like, I find a lot of role-playing games do, and it's not fun when they do that. So I think if you like space and sci-fi, it's probably the best role-playing game I've seen for that, just based on the uniqueness of the races and the planets and all the stuff that they start you with and the ability to create your own, and that the rules are actually inspiring you to role play versus just roll the dice 80 times and that's the game so yeah that's starfinder sounds like a really good idea for a patreon only one shot run by you gabe roll for stars all right so my recommendo for today is the film climax from 2018 directed by gaspar noe starring an amazing array of energetic dancers at a dance school in France who are on the verge of stardom and each looking for their big break at any cost. They are celebrating with booze and drugs one night shortly before they're set to depart for their debut show, but unbeknownst to them, someone has spiked the punch with LSD. What follows is a trippy, claustrophobic, horrifying de-evolution of this close-knit group where their repressed urges and grudges suddenly bubble and surface to the top, fantasy blends into reality, and lives are ultimately ruined. I've seen only one other Noe film called Irreversible, which is a rape-revenge flick that plays in reverse order, and the director is gleefully using some of those same techniques here to poke and prod the viewer with discomfort right from the start. One of my favorite scenes is when the dance troupe are interviewed one by one, and you get to see their interviews on this little 4x3 TV. But what's more interesting is to the right of the TV is a stack of books. To the left of the TV is a stack of movies. And if you look at the titles and authors of these movies and books, you get a very clear picture of what you're going to see in this movie. The movies that he references are Suspiria, uh, Fulci's Zombie, just a bunch of different French and uh, uh, German surrealistic films. Uh, On the left are uh, books uh, by authors like uh, Fritz Lieber. Uh, So you're going to get some sort of fantasy elements in here. And I found that very interesting that the director utilizes this simple prop to give you a clue as to what's going to occur. And and if you are familiar with any of those works or some of them, then you will, it begins to build this dread in the viewer because you kind of know what's coming down the pipeline and it does spiral out of control big time. It's a ton of fun where he's, he's manipulating you by just uh, essentially beginning the movie with the end credits and 
essentially the very final scene of the movie is played at the front of the movie and you kind of have to put the puzzle pieces together to get there so that is climax and uh, i got to watch it on i think amazon prime i think it was so i highly recommend it it's not for everybody because it does have some very graphic things going on uh rape and violence and things like that so be prepared but uh, otherwise it is sort of a horror movie and i I dare anybody to watch the first 20 minutes and not want to break out dancing because it is amazing choreography all right matt close us off buddy since our lovecraft tapes fan and discord member and patron quizic was wondering about it i'm gonna go ahead and give the the double thumbs up to control remedy entertainment's latest game came out as of recording not too long ago uh so control puts you in the the boots of jesse faden a girl who ends up inside the mysterious government agency the federal bureau of control right as everything goes wrong uh so she she stumbles into this building as it's being invaded and taken over by some mysterious force that uh she calls the hiss and is she wanders in she ends up stumbling into the role of the director so she's you know goes from from finding this place looking for it for her own personal reasons to being in charge of this strange building and everybody inside it and uh the federal bureau of control is the building that takes all the the weird all the supernatural all the paranormal stuff and you know houses it in one place studies it locks it up and so you have um all these strange objects being affected by this strange force and you don't really know what's going on uh it is a a third person you know shooter platformer action kind of game and it's has really strong vibes from stuff like the X-Files, or if you know what the SCP Foundation is, it pulls quite a bit from that, has a little bit of, like, Warehouse 13 in it, and it's just really, it's not, like, outright scary, but it's, it has very creepy vibes to it, it's very surreal, it can be very surreal and trippy at points. And it's it's a lot of fun, especially once you kind of get down to the, the core, once you get, uh, you get, uh, like, a, a set of like telekinetic powers as you go through you find these objects that give you powers and once you kind of get the core like three or four of them you can kind of get into the the main loop of combat and it's a lot of fun like one of the first powers you get is the ability to kind of pull objects and throw them at people and the engine that this game runs on is massively based around destruction so it's really cool at the end of the fight stopping to look around and seeing you know like the concrete columns that are holding up the walls are all cracked and crumbled and you know the papers from the desks and everything are all over the place and it really makes it look like there was a battle like it's not like most games where you know at the end of the day you've been shooting bullets and everything looks like you know it's in pristine condition so between you know the the environment destruction and the really fun powers and the really interesting story it was definitely worth the the price and it's definitely worth taking a look at if you haven't already so if you're looking for it it's um control it's available on xbox playstation and the epic game store for 60 bucks all right we'll check that out thank you matt and that's going to be it for this episode of lovecraft tapes Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere you download your regular podcasts. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at thelovecrafttapes.com with links to all our hashtag recommendos and social media channels, including Facebook, Reddit, YouTube, and our Discord server, where you can chat with Matt and Gabe and Brian and me in real time. You can find me on Twitter at lovecrafttapes. And if somebody can get me a goddamn can of Zeus Cola, you can hit me up on Twitter at the Real Weird Kid. And if somebody wants Declan's autograph, you can find me at Lovecraft Gabe. Until next time, roll for rabbits.
The Lovecraft Tapes podcast is copyright 2019. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes. Sound of Resident Evil firing up. Meow. Meow. Like an obstinate cat. A cat in the heat. Do you ever get, like, cold, but, like, only a little bit cold? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's really annoying, because it's like, you really, it's like, make up your mind, body. Do you want to be all the way cold, or just a, you know, not... It, how do I fix this problem, Gabe? You're stupid. I meant, like, cold, but only in a very specific part of your body. That's what I meant. Like, maybe your shoulders? Like my heart? Oh. Well, yeah, everyone's heart is cold. That's just standard. You ever get where your shoulders are cold, but your nipples aren't cold? Oh, all the time. It's Well, I got I, I got it. I was going to say, I don't want to have to stop wearing my shirts with the nipples cut out. Well, let me fill you in on this new product. It's called Shoulder Cloth. It's like a shirt that is only for your shoulders. Wow. Because as you know, the most heat of your entire body escapes through the shoulders. Uh, I mean, if he says it's true, obviously he must have the science to back it up. I asked a guy once and he was like, yeah, I guess. I don't know what you're talking about. Get away from me. It's all the proof I need. I, I did the math here and I figure every, you pay like $25 for a t-shirt. So I figure just the shoulder part's probably worth $68. So it's only two installments of that paid to me. Really? D- d- directly to you, huh, Gabe? Yeah. This is my product. Uh, and, and, and what's your address so I can, I can send you that, those two payments? I give you my phone number. Hey, Matt, what's your phone number? Uh, hold on. Hey, Jeremy, what's your phone number? I'm not in this one. Hey, Brian, in chat, give me your phone number. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wait a second because running water is going loud. Somebody flush? Yep. <laughs> can you hear that? Not really. I was going right, to say, cool. for what it's worth, I don't hear anything. All right. Then I don't care. Sanity rule, huh? Hi, Matt's in trouble. Sorry about that. We good, Matt? Yeah, we're good. Tell Mom you're going to take out the trash later. I'm playing with my friends. <laughs> no, that wouldn't work. I don't have any friends, and she knows that. Oh, the trash isn't going to take itself out. Matt's really, he's really in trouble, man. I wonder if this happens on Saturday Night Live. Definitely. <laughs> Shut up, Mom. <laughs> no, actually, that's Liz. Shut up, Liz. <laughs> She'll see this later on YouTube. And uh, Stuck in the Middle with You is playing in the background. That would have been like a great hack to finish this scenario. (laughs) It's like, oh, and uh, Father Brother Gene Simmons answers the phone. And it's like, oh, hey. (laughs) Rashomon? So no, Rashman is a terrible superhero. Terrible. That's next summer's big superhero movie. There you Rash go. You, you, you look around and you catch a glimpse of the Rashman set. Well, now that you know Marvel no longer has Spider-Man, you know they gotta do something. The natural. Rash-Man. If you can't have spiders, the next best thing is a rash. <laughs> it's the natural evolution. Everyone of he touches bites. just yeah, just a little itchy and. <laughs> I guess we'll stop robbing this if it bank. Looks infected. And then later, laying eggs, man. Oh, sorry. <laughs> his his, his mortal skin. enemy is Ointment Man. <laughs> the evil Ointment. ointment. <laughs> yeah. Rash evil. Man and Ointment Lad. 